At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a peaceful episode of Hysteria 51. Hear that? It's nothing. The bots are over at John's house helping him with the new kiddo. So it's just me this week, and I can't tell you how excited I am to not have to deal with Tweedledee and Tweedledip shit. It, it's, it's, like, it's like my birthday and Christmas rolled into one, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have a lot of fun this week. We have a fun one in store for you. Tyler Transu and Chris Rupert of Dockside Media are joining me to talk their new documentary, Conscious Contact Full Disclosure. And I got to tell you, it's right up the H51 alley as it covers aliens, experiencers, hybrids, UFOs, consciousness, and telepathy, all told through the experiences of five individuals. Here's a tagline for it. For as with all things paramount to humanity's survival, when the issues and interests reach a boiling point, the masses will enact change. Are we truly alone, or have we evolved to a new epoch in the annals of mankind's existence? Question mark. So this documentary was it was it was an absolute blast to watch. And Tyler and Chris are very passionate about making these films, as you're about to find out. Plus, this is just the first in a series of docs that I think you're all gonna love. We're talking other experiences, CIA, Bigfoot, tons of stuff like that. And I'm going to run a break real quick. When I come back, Chris and Tyler join me, and we're going to talk all things conscious contact. Full disclosure, that's up next on Hysteria 51. Welcome back in Hysteria Nation and welcome in Chris and Tyler. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. So you guys, I was so happy you reached out. You let me watch your documentary. We want to talk about it. But before we get in, tell us about yourselves. What's your background? How'd you get into movies? What's your elevator pitch, so to speak? So uh made movies in high school and started a family and took a break. And just got back into it about, I don't know, five or six years ago, been making short films and stuff. And we started doing this My Business, My Story um, video show where we'd meet with local businesses and just hear their personal stories about their business and, you know, their history and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. It was a lot of fun. We were really getting into it. And then COVID hit. And kind of put a damper on on that show because it was really hard to go out and talk to people. Just puts the 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 proverbial brute right on the neck of whatever business you're doing, right? 
A hundred percent. So I uh, been getting more and more into filmmaking during that whole thing, doing a bunch of narrative stuff, and then kind of broached the subject with Tyler about, you know, maybe approaching a documentary, and then we can get into how we <laughs> made conscious contact. Yeah. There, but that's kind of my history. That's awesome. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, for sure, uh, Brent. For me, <clears throat> um, yeah, it just happened. It was one of those things, like a random day, uh, six years ago or it'd be like six here, I think in, in May. Um, but my, yeah, like my son was, I guess like one at the time he was down taking a nap, like a movie trailer came on the TV that day. And for whatever reason, man, my brain saw it that day. I'm like, huh, that's just a bunch of one second, two second, three second video clips strung together to tell a story. I bet I could do that. And like went outside with my son's uh, toy dinosaur, and uh, just ripped like a uh, like a fictitious the Dino Slayer trailer. So <laughs> if awesome. your listeners Google the Dino mm-hmm. Slayer trailer, you'll find it. And um, dude, it just ignited that spark and that passion, man. And it's like that ten thousand hour rule, like you know, ten thousand hours of anything. If you do it, like you'll become an expert. And I don't know if I've logged ten thousand hours in the past, uh, like almost six years, but bro, I just hit the ground running from there. And went from, yeah, filming on my cell phone to getting a bunch of cameras and drones and gimbals and um, lights and, uh, yeah, just becoming a a good, you know, a better editor and uh, had to, similar to Chris, uh, being like a one-man show, you know, had to teach myself how to act and all these other things. So it's been an awesome journey. We've had somewhat parallel journeys in that, man, we both... Uh, taught ourselves filmmaking, uh, like the writing, the directing, the acting, um, man, the pre-production, the post-production, the production of it, you know? Yeah. You, you put yourself through school, so to speak, you know, just learning, on, learning on the fly. Sometimes that's one of the best ways to do it. And I watched a lot of your videos and your, 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 on your YouTube channel and stuff. You seem to have a very, you guys are very infectiously exciting and, and you have an energy and that's awesome. And you can tell that you really are enjoying what you're doing. And it's not, uh, you know, sometimes you watch people and they're like, this is my project. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, that's not you guys, but I do have to ask. Uh, I feel like you just described both me and Tyler in those description. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you choose which one is, is the energetic one. <laughs> well, dude, if you heard about, yeah, if you went from making a fic or, you know, making a movie trailer on the fly with no experience to, yeah, flying around and interviewing people and, you watch conscious contact full disclosure, bro. Like, wouldn't you be fired up? Exactly. Like, how are we, how no, are we that's, doing this, bro? That's absolutely. Well, that's my next question is from starting out and you're getting your feet wet, you're cutting your teeth on it to going to this whole huge documentary on this paranormal or, or super conscious UFO concept. Where did that concept come from or the idea for this was it meaning were you always interested in ufos and that side of the world or did this just come through organically through other means so well chris yeah he um in the uh like the beginning of august um of this year uh he had said yeah we've been doing commercial work for different companies and you know short films and music videos for different clients and all that good stuff um but he was like hey you know, I think maybe we could get some like residual income or passive income, um, you know, if we made some documentaries. And so he threw out to me the seven gates of hell, which is located in Hellum, uh, Pennsylvania, which is like near York, Pennsylvania. 
And there's a, a myth or a legend that, you know, if you go through these seven gates at night that appear on this person's property uh, where somebody was killed, et cetera, if you go, th- when you go through the seventh one, you're instantly transported to hell. <laughs> so it's like, oh, dude, it's local. Yeah, I can go. Yeah, get the, the property owner. And yeah, just, that, that's a fun dice to roll right there. Let's see if I go to hell is. or not. <laughs> we'll probably still do it. Um, yeah. You know, but but yeah, so that was the idea. I started reaching out to people and I was having trouble getting uh, the property owner on on board or having them contact me back. And yeah, I just happened to see uh, Anjali's story on Reddit. Uh, she was gaining popularity on Reddit and Twitter. Um, she had uh, She's a former department of defense intelligence officer. And she was saying that she uh, has been in contact and had met uh, extraterrestrials um you know in in a in a mountain uh that like was excavated on private property right now if you guys are not familiar with what he's talking about we actually when she did her talks on the capital steps we actually played those in hysteria nation uh so if you guys happen to see it that's who we're talking about or when you watch uh the the documentary you'll see a lot of 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 her speaking on there oh dude that's sick okay so bro that's what it was i saw her story on Reddit. I'm like, yo, here's the deal. She, if she is going to put herself out there at that time, her real name was not revealed. Mm-hmm. So if she's going to go down, give her real name, announce that she's uh, forming a team to like take an expedition or, or lead an expedition out to this, this uh, extraterrestrial base to get data to share with the public. Um, if she's going to do that, man, like, that just takes a lot of guts. And she right? spoke so matter of factually, <laughs> you know, like that was what was really interesting with her. I felt like she was just like a, I was back in college and a professor telling me that these are the facts. Here's what you need to know. And you need to learn from this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, when I saw that on Reddit and it was like, yeah, uh, two weeks, I guess, before her, you know, her press conference, I'm like, bro, do you care if we switch to something along these lines? I got to go down and get this. People are going to want to see this. So, man, I ended up running the th- running down there, ran the three cameras, to uh, two on tripods, one on a gimbal to get all the footage you see in the documentary. And then they were having technical <clears throat> difficulties. So I actually ended up live streaming it as well from my phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, like her, her whole press conference. Um and that's what started the ball rolling. And then from there, yeah, just kind of one person led to the other. It's like that and, trickle and, effect uh, with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a beautiful thing. We didn't have a, a real set idea or plot <clears throat> on how we wanted to do this. Um, but we got her, we filmed her yeah, press conference. And then, yeah, Chris and I kicked it around. I'm like, bro, what about conscious contact full disclosure? I can go get all these people's interviews, man. These different experiencers, people that are, uh, doing telepathy and whew, yeah, man, hit the ball, run, hit the ground running, bro. We started yeah. eight. So August 17th, man, Chris, you had that final cut done. What? Like October 29th or something crazy. Something like that. That's I a think, hugely yeah. fast turnaround. Yeah. For something like this. So you're just editing nonstop. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's impressive. <laughs> I do a lot of editing for my, like, uh, just I'm self-employed. I'm a graphic design and video editor and all that kind of stuff. So I do video production as well, you know, professionally. So I'm just constantly editing. Um, but this, you know, and I actually was editing another documentary that just finished as well after this. Um, 
but this was conscious contact was so easy, <laughs> so easy to put together um, because of the way all their, all their, you know, um, interviews flowed and everything, their stories interweaved and, and our sim- similarities like kind of revealed themselves right. throughout their stories that it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a struggle to put something cohesive and compelling together. It just felt like it all kind of went into place like a puzzle. Yeah. That's important because in this, there's five people, there's five stories that you're telling and they do. They're all from different walks of life telling the same story from a different view kind yeah. of. And that's what was really interesting is, is you have from these, you know, m- former government officials to, your, your quote unquote hippie types to yeah. native Americans, business people all coming out and saying these things in their own way, telling the same story. One of the things you talked about was this telepathic communications. They talked about quantum entanglement and how these higher beings are out there, uh, vastly different forms of us using vastly different forms of communication. And they've progressed further than us. Why are some people like these people that you interviewed, privy to it and most of us are not do you think i will say i will say this before we even made this thing like i always loved this kind of content supernatural stuff it interests me i i enjoy it whether i believe it or not i guess right right and what in doing this documentary did for me was made me open my mind a little bit more to this subject matter Mm-hmm. So Tyler is way more like way more fascinated, um, way more interested in like cutting edge technology stuff. He's constantly sending me articles and he's like obsessed with Neuralink and stuff and all this interesting, like, you know, a potential future, I guess, that lays ahead of us, like all this stuff. And I think some of this UFO um, content kind of sits at that edge as well, because there's a lot of things lining up with, you know. Uh, revealing information and stuff. And so I wasn't really like that privy to this world and Mm -hmm. hearing all these people's stories. And like you said, they're all from different walks of life and may, they may say have different terminology for certain things, but like, you know, download and all that kind of stuff comes up and it's like these people's stories all sound very similar, even though they're kind of describing them in their own words. So by the end of it, uh, and I think the, the documentary shows this, there's this like, I don't know, kind of really positive message that made me very happy uh, that all kind of came together from everybody's story at the end. And while, you know, there's some some doom and stuff, potential, you know, uh, things they talk about by the end, I think I just like the the whole positive message of like, just be open to this kind of stuff, be yeah. you know, open minded. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. no, there's so you. Well, yeah. So you are getting those links then because sometimes you don't respond. So I'm not sure. Yeah, that's true. I do get your link, Tyler. I do not respond at all. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, dude, sometimes I just go on a run and I'm just I should links. not have mentioned that. I guess. <laughs> Here's 33 things I want you to look at and get back to me on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, no, dude. So I don't know, like me. Yeah. I've never been a super like, Oh, um, Yep, aliens def- definitely exist, but I've always been like, oh, I, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. And just as, man, I'm 36 now. So just the exponential growth in technology I've seen in my lifetime, dude, if I live to a hunt, well, actually, I'm going to live to 200 or 300 because Bezos, <laughs> he's like, he's dropping money into the uh, reverse yeah, aging and stuff. So I feel like I'm definitely going to two or three. But even if I only make it to 100, 
dude, like where, where's our technology going to be? Right. It's, it's amazing to look at the, like you just said, the way technology changes. Okay. Look at what you said. So you started filming and you bought yourself cameras and tripods and gimbals and things like that. 20 years ago, those would have cost you a small fortune. And now you can go to Amazon and buy professional uh, gear at, at bargain basement prices. And that's just in this industry. That is a hundred percent why Tyler and I kind of partnered up because I've worked with a ton of people locally. There's a ton of people who want to be filmmakers and make things, but they don't actually go out and do. <laughs> so they'll yeah, talk about it's, it's it. And they're like, to I sit need around something. and say, I want yeah, to, exactly. but yeah, yeah. And if there's one thing me and Tyler do is we're very, both very, we were both individually motivated and making tons of content and stuff. So it just felt natural to team up with somebody who's equally motivated to make things. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's kind of how our partnership came to be, I think. Yeah. And it's a great team in that. Well, again, I, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, like, yeah, just more open-minded. And I just think, man, yeah. And, and, yeah, if, if any type of intelligent life uh, evolved on any planet a hundred, maybe a thousand years before us, yeah, we'll have most of this technology that we associate with uh, yeah, UFOs and whatnot in a hundred to a thousand years. So if they did that, they'll be doing the same thing we're doing. Right. We're sending probes to Mars. And, um, and I even love this stuff too, which is kind of crazy that the documentary touches on hybrids, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know who you're following, Brent, in the uh, ufology community, but you know the the former like intelligence uh, people and just the high level people all seem they they seem to be moving towards some sort of hybrid uh, scenario or narrative where <clears throat> just saying something happened seventy thousand years ago, man, where. We went to the ape, you know, uh, the human species, like became the apex species. And yeah, are we just in some sort of whatever control environment or something? That's like one that? of the, that's one of the things that the gentleman you had on there, the Native American, he uh, gentleman was talking about how they sh- he he said how they share almost like downloaded knowledge from thousands of years ago. He says that his people understood were put into these human hybrids that walk amongst us. Uh, he called them rainbow children or blue children yep. or indigo children. Yes. Touching on him real quick. And I, I thought was a, an interesting thing is native Americans in their history. The star people is something that uh, I've talked about a lot. We've talked about a ton on here and hybrids and everything. But when we have cultures outside of our own by our own, I mean like the, the Western cultures and philosophies, that not only believe in extraterrestrials or spiritual stuff, but have parts of their culture based on their teachings. We, the, the Western societies dismiss them so fast. It blows me away and it's gotta be kind of a slap to the face. And they're out here teaching and trying to say, well, this is our, this is our history. And people just go, no, I, I, I'm not going to listen to you. So it was really nice to see him and, and hear him telling of the history of the native Americans and how, even though they had all these other tribes that don't even speak the same languages and they come together and they're all telling the same stories. Yeah, absolutely. And for everybody out there, if you want to Google that, that man's name is Clifford Mahuti and he's a Zuni Pueblo elder. So the Zuni peoples, man, they've been, they've been here for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So uh, man, the stories that they've passed down, like I feel like they have probably just as much legitimacy I say like the Bible or the Quran or the Torah or some of these things, because yeah, they've been sharing the same, 
you know, that same story that affected their peoples thousands of years ago. Well, the other thing that you were talking about, um, one was with the, the, the capital steps and then Sue Walker was having, uh, experiences with telepathy with aliens. That's something that was, she was talking about how the Sandia mountain, there was a voice that was talking to her, a visitor from, she said, there's a base there. Uh, from the home, her I actually wrote it down. The home is the fifth planet orbiting the further of the two stars of the binary star we call Zeta Reticuli, which is your classic gray aliens where they come from and things like that. Yep. Whether you believe her or not, to think of something like that happens is mind blowing. That people, um, uh, at least believe and and say that they're having experiences like that, and then to be able to have her come on and and um. And talk about it. And she's kind of famous because she's the one who is tweeting out all these mm-hmm. information that they are giving her that she literally says they're doing it as like drip feeding for soft disclosure that is imminent, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this, Sue, <laughs> Sue Walker and her husband, Otter, they're the, the most genuine uh, and nicest people I have ever met, man. They, they were so welcoming when my, you know, energetic um, but rolled out there. Um, and I, I had an absolute blast and, you know, she is just a great person in that some of the other people in this documentary, like Clifford Mahuti, I mean, she had put me into touch with him. That's great. Yeah. Just, um, and, and while I was out filming Clifford that day, when I flew out there, she happened, I think to text me, uh, the John, Paul, the Reverend John Polk that ended up being there. He's a couple hours North, uh, or he's out in that area, uh, of where Clifford was. And so, yeah, it was just wild how this whole thing. And yeah, she basically told him, Hey, you have to see Tyler. You need to. Yeah. Um, and, and just like, Oh man, she, so she was a massive help in getting this completely made. Yeah. To be honest with you. One crazy thing she said, she says there's 75 to 80 different cultures of, extraterrestrials visiting earth daily 75 percent of those are here because of the water not because of us or the land or anything to do with us they're here for water because that's like the beacon for or water worlds and the other thing she said that uh, i found interesting she said that in 1971 they signed a 50-year treaty to where they couldn't, um, the, the, the governments of the world and these ETs that they couldn't um, come out and disclose themselves to us. Why do you guys think there's that secrecy that we hear about all the time? If that's actually true, why do you think? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think like we can see so clearly nowadays how a public reacts to something so large. I mean, with the pandemic, we have people all over the aisle with I don't know what you're talking about. It's been a really easy, lighthearted reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, you see it like there's just no, there's no, uh, we don't come together over, over this thing, which, um, you know, leads there's people dying and stuff. So you think it right. was something that we could at least come together easier on, but you already said it yourself. Like, uh, people listen to, to Clifford Mahoudi's stories and they're just like, Oh, it's just some legend, you know? They won't take any of that, won't listen to any of that at face value. Or, or Look at when the Tic Tac videos came out and they were all over everywhere, mainstream media everywhere. And they said, hey, these are things that are definitely under intelligent control. And we don't know what they are. And the pretty much the entire population went, meh. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. here's one of the craziest things we've ever seen, and it's the closest we've ever gotten to any sort of disclosure. Uh, yeah, but who won the ball game yesterday? But it, but it, I, I get it. Like, if right. you were to drop massive knowledge or massive thing that would, sh- like, you know, shutter the world, like, everybody would be shocked by this. Um, we don't know how everyone would react. You need to, these ideas that grow uh, feels organically, maybe slower spreading. It, it becomes more under, understandable, I think, um, because it's not going to be based on just reactionary emotion. So if, if what they say is true, for me, as a skeptic person, that logically makes sense to me as right. how you would reveal this information. And now we're seeing this came out this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I said, um, NASA used religious experts to predict how humans may react to aliens. They invited two dozen theologians uh, to come in to talk about, like, if we came out and said there are aliens, how would your people react to this? Uh, and that was that that's been all over the news. And actually, I saw that earlier today. Um from the AP news, they were talking about how NASA is doing that. So, and that's also though, that doesn't mean that there is aliens and we're going to be you know privy to them right away. That just means that they're, they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's if the time comes to me at least, but it is, uh, you know, in a time where we're seeing on the news things that they can't explain. And it feels like it's a little bit closer to the realm of, of possibility. And then people are understanding it. At least that's an interesting thing that we're seeing. It, it was, but I was telling Chris earlier, cause he actually sent me that. And I'm like, bro, from what I've gathered. Okay. That whole study with the 24 theologians by the NASA uh, sponsored uh, think tank, more or less um, was like in 2017 dog, 2017. What happened is there's a guy who's releasing a book here in 2022 and he's using material, I think, from that conference, right, of the 24 theologians. And so he probably paid his PR company or publicist or whomever it is to go out and, you know, drum up this media. And so they, it's odd because that thing popped up all over the place. I saw it on, I've just seen it everywhere. And yeah, when I looked into it more, it's like, oh, dude, this is referencing a thing that happened actually four years ago. Yeah, you're right. It's funny how things hit the news cycle at different times and one person can pay to have stuff put out everywhere yeah. and boom, it goes viral. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's all right because because you, the way you took it, Chris took it, the way the rest of the population is taking it is that, oh, this just happened now. So whether it happened four years ago or not, if everybody's thinking uh, along the lines, of, oh, there's these theologians being mm-hmm. brought together to discuss how, how how would intelligent life elsewhere affect the pop, you know, the masses. Like that, just I, I don't know. I think that's good for the movement of disclosure that right people yeah. are just even in that mindset well, now, whether it happened before or not. I mean, it's I think it's pretty ignorant to think that just like our scientific community, NASA and stuff, isn't actively looking for alien life. I mean, we just sent out the James Webb telescope, you know, Mm -hmm. thing costs like $10 billion. Um, Its goal is to find something interesting. You know what I mean? I think (laughs) it's, it's looking for alien life. It's looking for habitable planets. It's just looking for something out there. So I don't quite completely understand the complete dismissal of everyone's stories or you know just completely skeptic to the point where 
you you can't be open to believing. Right. We, the the vastness of space is 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 something we cannot even fathom. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's it's too it's too massive, and to think that we are the only ball out there is almost comical. That does not mean that we are close enough that others have visited us, and it doesn't mean that that's not true either. I'm just saying to think that there's not a microbe on another planet somewhere which would constitute life, and some people just go, no, I don't believe that. I I don't believe that. Scientifically speaking, that's just crazy. You know? And Real quick, you were talking about this, like this think tank. We had uh, Max Brooks on, Mel Brooks' son here not too long ago, and he's the member of like two or three think tanks uh, for the government, and they just bring them in, a bunch of people, and they throw these crazy fucking concepts and go, what would you do? You know, he writes like, them down and goes home and writes World War Z two. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's where he just uh, devolution the the whole cut off from yeah. society and the and the Bigfoots come and they're slaughtering people and stuff. But he talks about how you know I'm sure a lot of it they can't. There's probably NDAs for a while, but they just come in with these weird situations and say, uh, "What would you do?" And a lot of times it doesn't have any basis in anything other than they're just data collecting, right. Yeah. Um, or you hope not. You hope, <laughs> you yeah, hope the right. weird crap they're throwing at you isn't exactly. So it doesn't surprise me that they would have a think tank working on stuff like that. No, not oh, at no. all. I no. feel like, yeah. And I think, man, yeah, what's crazy is I forget if it's man, like five, six years ago. But when like that stuff leaks where, oh, like Facebook was going around and, you know, it would just on a hundred uh, or on a million people's news feeds, they would only like show those people negative friends posts and no positive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like, and then vice versa. Only that had no bad effect on, and on like, society. And it affected everybody's <laughs> mindsets and what yeah. they were posting. And it's like, dude, so yeah, if people are going around doing that and establishing the, like, Hey, this is possible. I don't know. Why, why wouldn't. Yeah. Some government, be looking at just all the scenarios and probably trying mm-hmm. to influence public perception and narratives. I mean, dude, what I'm stoked about is this whole, like the, 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 the UAP office or whatever that yeah. was just yeah. signed in in this Gildebrand like amendment. I, I'm not silly enough. I think in my mind to think that they weren't already doing it, but at least now we have an office yeah. that we know of that's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there, there's no way that they weren't already doing this. Otherwise, well, we already have the, the paper, you know, the videos and stuff that were leaked out, but yeah, Chris, like you said, you said, you know, you're skeptical. I, I always think of myself as like, I'm skeptically optimistic. Sure. I, <laughs> I, I, I want a lot of this stuff to be true, but I also, unfortunately am in the, the type of, well, I haven't seen it myself, so I don't know. Um, yeah. and it's hard to, sometimes you talk to people and you go, I believe that cat. And you talk to other people and you go, hmm, I don't know. That's just human nature. So it was kind of, I really liked in this documentary sitting and seeing these people from, like I said, and you said all walks of life telling the same story from their different angles. Well, I think one of the the things that I'm, I'm I hope works for in this documentary is that um, it's interesting and compelling to somebody who is uh, new to this kind of world or somebody who's experienced and has kind of heard a lot of things before, and maybe there's some nuggets of information they haven't heard. Um, and so I'm hoping that kind of everybody can get something out of this thing. 
the 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 thing that I laugh at that they say, and this is not in, it's all over, is, um, I, I guess it would be my issue with the aliens, if this is all real, is they want us to be ready to accept them without fear. Uh, this was said in there, without fear or threat of violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, they do this, but then they do that through lies and exploitation and <laughs> uh, 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 uh stealing people and babies and hybrid programs without us knowing and back and double dealing behind our back with the government. So it's kind of a, it's weird because they always say how they are a higher being and they're on a higher level yet. They're exploiting us in one way or another. Maybe they understand humanity more than we do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They know who they're dealing with. And so, right. Yeah. You know, cause, uh, what would we do if we have an ant, you know, an ant farm in front of us? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also, the element of the woo woo kind of side to some of these mm-hmm. um, people we interviewed, which I will say for me initially is kind of like where I kind of roll my eyes at first. Yeah. But Sue Walker is if one thing sincere um, in whatever she says, so she believes it. And by the end, she didn't maybe like make me believe everything she said, but she did again, open my mind a little bit to think why not just kind of like keep an open mind um i like her positivity right you know this there's a lot of negativity uh with the internet and everything and um so maybe she's just putting her own personal positive spin on it but seeing anjali like you were talking about anjali she sounds man she sounds you know very sincere very adamant she's strong you know short, strong woman she comes out with this very powerful message but also by the end with her speech she left on a very positive note that i was kind of surprised when i got to that point in listening to her speech um so yeah i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but um that's it that's all i have to say <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I get that too. And yeah. it is true. Now hers was a very, Angelique's was very interesting because they're trying to put together a team or a research to go out and look into where these possible bases are um, in, in these um, mountainsides and to actually physically go there and put hands on these things. Um, and I noticed and like at the end of the documentary, it said like they haven't done it yet. They've been having issues with, with um, rights to, to go on the lands and things like that. So it's something we can, mm-hmm. you know, look back and I'll definitely circle back to that in the future to see how it's going. But um, uh, uh, having a nuts and bolts plan is something that a lot of places don't have. And so that was an interesting aspect to me as well. Sure. Yeah. I it mean, that's, was. that's one, definitely one of the things that's concerning to Tyler and I is the uh, timed message with some of the content in this movie, all this, this world moves so fast with the new revelations and stuff it's like 1971 we... 50 years that's right now right so exactly. now so, start next year they don't have to hide anymore <laughs> right exactly so and that's right. what in two days you yeah. know what i mean yeah um yeah. so uh yeah that's one of the reasons why we want to get the movie out sooner rather than later well maybe we'll be on the same slave ships when they take over in a few that's days true. we, and we can show everyone it and we can be like see told you guys <laughs> And I'll still be like trying to make the best of it. Like, guys, I, <laughs> honestly, man, if if they, yeah, I'm gonna run down through this way with my camera. We'll film a real six scene. Yeah, we're gonna start cutting. Stuff you guys, uh, you guys need a videographer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So what's exactly. next? What's next for you guys? Do you have any other documentaries on the line? Do you do you want to stay in this genre? Are you gonna branch out? Do you have any ideas? We were hired to do a documentary for a local uh, drug program that rolled out in Pennsylvania called Second Chance. 
And Tyler filmed that over two years and then I edited it and that's done. Um, but I'm not sure what the release will look like on that. But as far as Dockside Media Productions uh, originals, uh, Tyler, why don't you tell them about um, Ghosts of Gettysburg, I guess, is our next Ooh, thing. That sounds yeah. awesome. The whole thing when we <clears throat> when we started making these docs and then, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, too, for any listeners out there. Hey, if you want to LLC something, it's just a few keystrokes on your computer, yeah. maybe more than a few. But it didn't take Chris a terribly long time to uh, yeah submit the paperwork to like protect ourselves and legitimize Dockside Media. So we hit the ground running, man. We've got a good system. We're talking to fourth hand media LLC right now. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. There you go, dog. There you go. So yeah, um, you know what's up. And so, man, we hit the ground running. Uh, we got a good thing where I go, I film all the stuff, at least for conscious contact, full disclosure, I'd get home, cut a quick trailer and then dump all of it on a drive. So Chris could uh, download it. And then when that was all done, I started moving on to, I'm like, bro, what about this? The ghost of Gettysburg. He's like, yup, that sounds good. Um, so, and I'm just like, all right, dude, I'll get, uh, yeah, whatever. I'll line up stuff. I'll get B-roll out at Gettysburg. I'll line up a camp out, out on the battlefield. Uh, oh, wow. That's and all awesome, these man. things. And Chris, cause I'm just really ambitious, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to do this like in two weeks. And Chris is like, uh, uh okay. Um, and after I spoke to the, the permit coordinator at, at Gettysburg national military park, um, who was super kind, she informed me that, yeah, we could not, uh, film, like we couldn't camp out overnight. Um, but we were allowed to film, uh, as like qualified for a small crew, blah, blah, blah. So we got some sick B roll scenes of reenactors dressed up on Gettysburg battlefield. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like legit it, bro. I, again, 30 years ago, I don't know. It's like probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in permits and all this crazy stuff to go do it, man. And we just went and did it. And then, um, by just doing social media posts, right. Was able to gather a group of Chris. What did we have? Nine people. I think just nine random people. We didn't even nine know. random people <laughs> at the haunted trails of Gettysburg, which is haunted lands. Um, you know, near, near the Gettysburg military park and people had died there. And, oh man. So we camped out, bro. We're doing spirit boxes around the campfire, like, and just all this sick stuff. I, the fire's dying, man. And Chris and I are filming and this was great. We're getting near the end of the spirit box thing. And, and the person has headphones on and, um, we would ask everybody around the fire would ask her questions and then she would randomly say whatever was coming through her headphones. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. I guess the idea is these spirits are just, you know, they're answering everybody's questions. Um, but so it was great, dude. I throw this wood on the fire near the end. Cause I'm like, it's getting low, bro. The flames blaze up so high. Everybody's peeling away from this fire, except the, the girl, like in the medium doing mm-hmm. the seance, the medium, yeah. the medium with the headphones on. I'm like, what the heck, dude? This <laughs> she's a beast. And she finally got up and moved before she went into flames. But we got some nasty, nasty shots, dude. That's nasty. awesome. So is this something we can look forward to next year, or you're not sure? Or that's, no, that's the plan. Um, it's, you yeah. know, it's being edited now, so we will. You know, the plan is to put it out next year. And this, this early. as well, yeah, early, hopefully. This goes along with like this, like these people were very sincere in what we were mm-hmm. doing and what they believed in everything. 
and it comes through when you watch them. It comes through when you watch this, and that's what's important is it doesn't feel like they're exploiting or you're exploiting them. And both of those are yeah. important. You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot where people are interviewing people and it comes yeah. off as slimy. You know what I mean? Well, I, I will say mm-hmm. we we didn't approach anything we've made so far with a particular narrative in mind. And maybe this is right. stupid of us. I don't know. We just kind of like, uh, you know, we, we stumbled upon people in conscious contact who kind of all led to each other. And but that's awesome again. because it was a it, an organic way to tell a story that you didn't even know was there. And exactly. all of a sudden they all came together and told the same. Yeah, that's that's great. And that's kind of what Ghosts of Gettysburg was, too, because we just kind of put out this social media call. We had rant like we didn't know these people except for like one of them. We met all these other people through their hotel owners who live in you know a hotel, a haunted hotel, they claim. Mm-hmm. Um and the what, Lincoln, yeah, yeah, the Inn at Lincoln, and what this ends up being was just like this kind of documentary about our experience, and there's personal stories and whatever we captured that night, which yeah. was just in like insane. Um, like you see in movies, you see seances in movies, you see people talking to ghosts in movies, and then have you ever gone and done that? Like <laughs> I hadn't before. Yeah. And yeah. we went and did it with people who it's are sincere thrill, yeah. in their beliefs. And th- like we we've I don't want to spoil anything, but th- there's some really, you know, um, buckle great, up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some really great interviews That's from awesome. people, who, you know, authors and stuff who, you know, are credible. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don so, Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Don. I Allison. Mean, he was a historian who was never into the paranormal and then happened to have an experience didn't necessarily didn't really believe it and just kept looking into it more and then had more experiences. And, ah, I mean, dog, like, yeah, just like conscious contact, full disclosure, the ghost of Gettysburg, man, it wrote itself, dude. It's crazy. The interviews we got and how they're strung together or how Chris will string them together. I mean, in my head, I remember all the footage we shot and all the interviews logged. Um, And then Dude, that's not it. We've got Secrets of the Sasquatch, a third doc, bro. Nice. Done. Well, that one's finished finished filming. um, Oh, no, sorry. I got to get like uh, one or two more interviews for that. But we did like I did a couple campouts again, just put out social media calls um, and and did some cool campouts with some experiencers. And we did some like just gnarly stuff in the woods at night, setting up Sasquatch traps, dude, having thermal goggles, like stuff I would have never experienced. So it's like, man, we're like, Oh dude, Tyler's fire. It's like, dude, you're damn right. I am. This is nuts, dude. Like, <laughs> so you guys are like firmly how, planted how, how in the world of the have weird fun being out in the yeah, woods exactly. at night with a thermal, with a thermal. Um, yeah. With, with like a, a, a thermal camera. And then to even like, I love the filmmaking aspect of it too. Right. So like we're out there, I'm like, all right, well, dude, I need a shot of you guys shining the red flashlight up into the woods. Right. So I have to go up in the woods and I'm on the, on my camera on a gimbal tracking through the woods in the dark. Can't see like, like in the back of my head, like, yo, is something going to just like grab me? (laughs) And like, nobody's like, I don't know. It could happen. So the whole just adrenaline rush of like, man, we can do more than we think if we just try. And yeah. like, I love that whole thing. And then a lot of people that, like Chris said, with between the ghosts of Gettysburg, the secrets of the Sasquatch, there was a lot of people, man, 
that did great interviews who are like, man, I don't know how I'm here. I don't like people. I don't like socializing. I don't trust, you know, but for whatever reason, they felt drawn to come share their story with me or allow me to, to uh, come out to them to share, you know, hear their story. So this whole um, Doxi Media thing, man, it's a beautiful thing. And when I started that, yeah, little trailer six years ago on my cell phone, I would have never dreamed. A little did I'd, you know, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd be making documentaries. And not even if you would be like, oh, dude, you'd be making docs. I would have never thought how fun and interesting. And edu- like the experience, is, it's, it's invaluable, man. It is invaluable to go... Yeah. Like the one night, uh, just circumstances worked out where I had to camp out by myself, like up uh, near Centralia, which is like an abandoned coal mine that the town underground been Hills, on fire for it's, like yeah, it's, years. It, I, probably everyone's familiar with that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like super hot so, glowing on fire. Yeah. yeah. But to just go like sleep out and yeah, tent by myself and ah, dude, it was, it was sick, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, if our listeners want to find you guys, where should they go? If they want to see your posts, maybe if you have future times you need help, they want to watch all your stuff where they need to go. Man, we're pretty active on Facebook, which would be facebook.com slash doc side media. So D-O-C side media. And then uh, also we are on Twitter at Dockside Media, and then also on YouTube. Man, I don't think we're at a thousand subscribers yet. So, well, Hysteria Nation, get on this. We're going to change that. Let's get them up there. Ex- exactly. So, if you guys could help us, then we'll get that sweet, you know, slash Dockside Media. <laughs> yeah, I know. Until you're at a thousand, it's like it's like nineteen thousand letters long. You're like, oh, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I know. I can't even spit it to you guys. You won't be able to remember it. There's also um, docsidemedia.com. Yep, and the www yeah docsidemedia.com is a great place to find us. <clears throat> well, we will have links to all of that in the show notes too, so everyone will be able to find you guys and uh, check out everything that you've got out and coming up. So it's going to be great. And uh, seriously, guys, Chris Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. I truly had a blast watching this and uh, I think you guys, it comes through that you had a blast making it because it was, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, back on here talking about Gettysburg ghosts and Sasquatch here in the Sasquatch here in the future. <laughs> Yo, bro. And hold on, Chris, we can't let him go real quick before plug in. Dude, you know, on January 6th here, I'm flying out again. I'm interviewing John Ramirez former CIA, a retired CIA officer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if anybody out there yet, yeah, Google him and see some of the stuff he's been talking about here on YouTube. Um, but we're making a documentary, <clears throat> another one. It's called In Plain Sight, The Intelligence Community and UFOs. So I got John Ramirez booked and, you know, I'm going to try for the, like the Lou Elizondo and, and uh, just other former. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yep. So, well, I, I can't wait. I really look forward to those. So absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for putting up with me with my voice <laughs> That's or lack of it this week. And uh, can't wait to see you next time. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school? 
or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back in nation. I love heady thought experiments, uh, whatever you want to call them processes. When you can just go like, man, I guess what I'm saying is, when we look at experiences from all walks of life, like they were talking about with all the individuals in this, it's so interesting to me how you can have societies of people, religions, cultures, vastly different from one another or similar, but, but separated from lots of space that are telling these similar stories. And now you can dismiss everything as you want to as, as you know, just lies, or you can have an open mind and that's, that's up to you. That's, that's your own experience. But it is fascinating to me when we hear these stories of, of indigenous peoples and everything, telling stories of these star people or, or these encounters with beings, it makes you really question what happened in our past, or at least it does to me. And it's kind of a fun thought experiment. What do you guys think? I would love to have a discussion about what you guys think. Have we been visited in the past? And I don't mean, is there life out there? Because there could be a microbe out there and that's life. Is there, 
intelligent life that has been visiting the earth for decades, hundreds, thousands of years, you name it. What do you guys think? I want to hear your thoughts. I want to have a discussion. And if we have a discussion on hysteria nation, I'd love to roll that into another future episode talking about beliefs of people and how they've changed from the past to now. And do we really think that we're being visited? Because that is the big, the, the, the grand equalizer, I guess, is are we alone or are we being uh, funneled, forced, driven, groomed, whatever you want to call it towards an end, their end, our end, whatever you want to call it. Now, end might be the wrong way to say it, but are we being um, groomed for some sort of aha moment when everything comes or is it all a bunch of malarkey? I want to hear you guys thoughts. You can tell me by going to Facebook and just hopping on hysteria nation. You can also go to discord. We've got discord. We can talk on there. You can go to Reddit. We have our own hysteria 51 subreddit tweet to us at hysteria 51 pod. If you're on Patreon, Patreon.com slash hysteria 51. There's a ton of places we can have these conversations and I'd love to have them. Let me know your thoughts. Voicemail 773-669-7277. Probably not the best place for your thoughts. Keep them under a minute on there, but do leave me a voicemail. Longer conversations though, where we can have back and forth for all those other places. Also, while you're going to places, facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page, which you can now listen to the show on Facebook. So that's awesome. Just go on there and you can click on the podcast link and you can listen right while you're surfing around looking at all the hate that is uh, Facebook. If you forget any of these links, hysteria51.com. And also, don't forget to go to the show notes and go to all the links for Dockside Media. They're fantastic. You can watch the show right there from their website, and it's going to be streaming soon. And as soon as it's streaming in places, I will update the show notes with places that you can watch it because this is it's so new. It's not even out anywhere other than on their website, but it's an awesome documentary, and I wanted to share it with all of you and get a chance to talk to Tyler and Chris, and it was a blast. And I really wanted to have these conversations and hear where your guys' heads are at and uh, what we need to talk about in the future. So with that said, I've been Brent. Thanks for joining me for the ride. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.